Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. We uh, continue our on-site taping with uh, Father Michael Dank in Amherst at St. Joseph Rectory. Welcome, Father. Well, welcome to Amherst, Tim. So glad to have you guys. I love it. Dan and I were talking about maybe starting to do a, a duet here in uh, Amherst <laughs> and make it famous for something different. So we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT uh, about the Holy Spirit and what we believe. And uh, the first question today from the UCAT is, is, how did Mary cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and how did the Holy Spirit work in and through Mary? Well, I, I want to begin with... Uh, an image, actually, that just uh, one of my spiritual directees, um, who is now a spiritual director herself, is giving a presentation, but she talked about Mary's womb at that moment in time of the Immaculate, you know, when, when she conceived the Lord, that that was the most sacred and holy place on all of earth. Um, so the UCAT says that Mary was totally responsive and open to God. So what allowed for this to happen in Mary was her openness that she was open and responsive, you know, so when God initiated to this, when God initiated this, she, she was open and responded. Thus, she was able to be the mother of God through the working of the Holy Spirit. So this is all through the working of that, the mystery of the Holy Spirit. And as Christ's mother to become also the mother of Christians, indeed, the mother of all mankind. So now, through the Holy Spirit, she's our mother. We have Mary as our mother through, through the workings of the Holy Spirit. So Mary... Uh, made it possible because of her openness, because of her willingness, you know, when, 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 when God invited her into this, that she said yes. And it's because of that openness that she's allowed the Savior to come into the world and really now all of us to experience him. So because of her yes, you know, be, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. That's, that was the, the, the response. And man, if we could all have that response, you know, anytime the Holy Spirit is inviting us to something or away from something that we could say, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will. I find myself saying that sometimes when things aren't going my way, I'll say, Lord, your will be done, not mine. Yeah. Even yeah. though, you know, like say it's not maybe going, things aren't going the way that I want, or maybe I'm starting to get upset about things not going the way that I think that they should. Yeah, and that's in the Our Father, you know, that kingdom come, that will be done. And and ultimately, that's how I find peace, you know, finally accepting God's will rather than trying to force or exert our own will. Um, I think that's that's the some of our pride, our original sin, is to 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 think we we have the right answers and. Um, rather than allowing God to work in our lives and situations. So no matter what's going on in your life right now, really, if you just allow God to work and, and say yes and respond and receive, rather than try to manipulate and control and demand, um, we too can invite the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. So that, that would include uh, humility to allow God's way, because God's way, w wouldn't this be true that most of the time God's way is not going to be my way or our way? 
Uh, yeah, that would it's be true be most of the time. You know, you know it makes mean? me think of Frank Sinatra, his song My Way. And, uh, you know, um, Bishop Pilla used to always say it's a wonderful song, but horrible words. You know, we kind of have the notion that sometimes people want that played at their funeral, too. You know, like, I, I live my life and I did it my way. And uh, we kind of pride ourselves on that, right? But really, as you said, Tim, yeah, it's the opposite. You know, oftentimes God's way is not our way. And sometimes we can get discouraged or disappointed by that until we realize who God is. You know, his way is way better than we could ever imagine. You know, um, God's way is way better than my way. You know, God's plans for us are way better than ours. Who would have imagined for Mary, too, that her yes. You know, just think about what she was going through at that time. Well, she had no idea she, she had was no going to be the mother she, of God. Young teenage girl. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit comes upon her, this great mystery. She's terrified at first. And um, it probably, not probably, you know, she probably had other plans for her life. And at that moment, everything changed when she said yes. And because of that, though her life w- would not be easy, you know, she, she, would, she would experience her own beloved son being cursed and and spit upon and beaten and rejected and ultimately she would stand at the foot of the cross and watch him crucified but because of her yes the savior was brought into the world and you know could she have ever fathomed that or imagined all of that would have happened no i think just like in our lives too we can't fathom or imagine what god is going to do all we know is his way is going to be way better than our way and we got to be prepared to say yes as well. Yeah. And be prepared for whatever it is that he has in mind for us. Yeah, and maybe there's something right now even in your life that you've been resisting, you know, that, that God has over and, and the wonderful thing is God is patient with us, you know, so he will keep nudging us and keep inviting us and keep asking us and keep uh, wanting to give us his spirit. And when we do say yes and finally open up ourselves, that's when we find that life just begins to to flow. Mm-hmm. Good point. So let's take a moment and discuss what Pentecost means and also what happened at Pentecost. Well, Pentecost, so, so Penta, you know, comes from the word 50, 50 days after the resurrection. So after Jesus rose 50 days later, the Lord sent his Holy Spirit down from heaven upon his disciples. And Pentecost is really the birthday of the church. So um, you know, we could get a cake and sing happy birthday on Pentecost because that is really how the church began and when the church began uh, with the Holy Spirit. So on that feast, uh, and, and we celebrate still today, that the, the, the Lord, 50 days after his, his resurrection and his ascension, he sent his Holy Spirit upon the disciples. And, you know, as as you said earlier, he breathed his spirit upon them. And uh, we often see that in the, in the paintings or religious images. The disciples then had this flame above their heads, you know, this, this, uh, this Holy Spirit um, dwelling within them. So Pentecost is, is, is this celebration that Jesus not only was here with us in bodily form, and then in resurrected form, now he's with us in, 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 in the person of the Holy Spirit, that, that we are infused with the, the grace of the Holy Spirit now in Pentecost. Okay. So how does the Holy Spirit help the church here on earth? Well, we would certainly be lost without the Holy Spirit. So the church has a hard enough time as it is, I think, today. One of the, one of the things I, I, that has helped me so often is to remember that the church is, is fully human and fully divine. 
So God's church is is all human, 100% human, and also 100% divine. So the Holy Spirit is what makes the church divine. Without the Holy Spirit, we would just be human. And uh, we'd be in even a more mess than we are now. You know, the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit and about God is that he works with us. He works with our human nature. And he even works with our sin. So when you, when you look at the church... Uh, one of my Father Tift, who is one of my history professors, who's who's now deceased, and I, I just beloved man, I loved him, but he would always say that the, you know, the Holy Spirit works in spite of the church, <laughs> you know. So even when we, in our humanness, get off track, the Holy Spirit guides us and brings us back on track. That's a great thought that that God is patient and He works with us. I know sometimes I start to feel a little bit of despair because of my continued uh, sinfulness falling short of the glory of God. But then I realized that God knows my weaknesses right? Yeah, and he knows I'm human. So in spite of that, I have to work past that. Exactly. You know, monthly confession, confessing my sins, but on a daily basis is to get past that and still turn to God and still try and love and serve him every day the best way that I can in spite of of my weaknesses and my shortcomings. Now, just imagine you're a priest. <laughs> you know, I myself have my own weaknesses and shortcomings. You're not perfect, and, Father? No, I'm not. I mean, believe it or not. And, you know, so you think about that for the church. So I think oftentimes priests, well, we do. We symbolize the church, and uh, we're human. You know what I mean? So maybe you've, in the past, been hurt by a priest or by a bishop or by, you know, someone that represents the church. And... um you know, it's only by realizing that the, the Holy Spirit works through them and, and beyond them. You know, so we're fully human and fully divine. And, and even the, the things that I've done that have not been of God as a priest, God can still kind of use and reconcile. You know, th- that's one of the images, too, of the Holy Spirit is the, the reconciler. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look even at the church, at the wider church, so we have the division of, you know, the Eastern Church and the, and the Western Church of the Orthodox and, you know, the, the Catholic. And now we even have divisions amongst the Christian Church with, with the Protestant denominations. The Holy Spirit is working to bring us all back together. You know, the Holy Spirit is the one that will bring us back into this union. And so we we can have great trust that that the Holy Spirit is working in the church. Not only can we have great trust, but we have to have hope. We have to hope and believe that the Holy Spirit is is at work in the church and, and, and all of this. And, you know, you see this throughout all of history. The church has sustained and, and been there through good times and in bad, you know, through thick and thin, the Holy Spirit's continued to to work with us as as church. So, what are what are some suggestions that you would have uh, that you use in your own life to allow the Holy Spirit into your life and to guide you more perfectly and more profoundly? Well, you know, I think obviously the 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 source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist. You know, so I can't think of a better image. Well, I mean, it's the sacrament. Then that moment we receive communion, we receive the body of Christ into us. And through that union of the Holy Spirit, we become Christ for the world. You know, so I think that's first and foremost is, is that moment of receiving communion. Our, our, our souls are joined with God's through the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we become one with God. So that's the most powerful 
prayer or image I can think of, of mm -hmm. inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives. Now, obviously, um, for most people, that's once a week, but some people go to daily mass as well. But even throughout our day, we can always, you know, so the Eucharist is the source and summit. We can always reflect on that, you know, so always remember that, yeah, I, I received communion. It might even be Monday and you think like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a whole day away, but you still, that that is our bread for the journey. That is the, the body of Christ, which strengthens us and lives in us. So I think just by remembering, first of all, being aware when we receive the Eucharist, but also by recollecting and remembering that through the week that, no, I, I have received God. He is in me. He's working in me. And then looking forward to the next time we receive, we receive communion mm -hmm. as well. Again, I think that's one of the great beauties of being a Catholic and a practicing Catholic. Yeah. I get to go to Mass every day. Mm-hmm. And receive Jesus. And the other thing is, is I get to go to confession every month, and I have friends that go every week or every other week. So we actually get to go to confession, and we get to go to Mass. Yeah, and in both of those, we experience and receive that great gift of the Holy Spirit which we can't replicate on our own. You know, just like Mary, we can't make it happen on our own. It's, it's God's gift. He, he, he wants to give his gift to us. And, uh, we just got to be able to receive it. To receive it and be open to it, yeah. Awesome. You've been listening to Father Michael Dank here in Amherst at St. Joseph Parish. Can we have a blessing, Father? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Thanks, Father. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry, your host for Faith with Father. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.